Did your boy watch Bloodlands instead of watching the Raiders game? Was he frustrated at the end of Bloodlands? Not at all. I watched the NFL because it's my job and I fairly enjoyed it last night. Uh, Raiders winning 38 to 20 over the Texans. Texans won 4 and 1. The funny thing was at the start of the game, Davis Mills, they get off to. <laughs> right, it wasn't a decent start, but they had 10 points through the first half. They were 10 10 at, ha- at half time. Davis Mills finishes out 300 yards passing. Calm, they still lose the game 38 20. Josh Jacobs. Uh, three touchdowns over 140 yards on the day what happened with Derek Carr at the start do you know he was on and off like a yo-yo at one point but uh, look Raiders moved to 2-4 and and I think they moved third in the AFC West they'll look at the Broncos game in London this weekend and the Chiefs being on the bye as a lick the lip situation and and they'll they'll, they'll try and move up and certainly based on the last few weeks um, it's going to be interesting yeah, it looked to me, I could be wrong, but it looked like maybe a, a rib injury, maybe just had the, the wind knocked out of him for a, a little uh, a little bit, certainly seemed in initial pain, but came back in. And yeah, look, Josh Jacobs, they've leaned into him and he has been um, fantastic. The, the Raiders are actually the uh, second uh, highest scorers in the AFC West, more so than the Broncos uh, or the Chargers. Now, you might say that's a little akin to winning a tall in the Danny DeVito contest. But at the same time, they if they can figure things out on defense and just shore that up a little bit, then, you know, the, the Raiders, I, I think, could certainly be in play for second in, in the division. And given that, you know, a lot of AFC teams are going to beat a lot of other AFC teams, who who knows? Things got off to a really, really rocky start for Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. And obviously what happened with Devonta Adams. And we talked a little bit about that police investigation seems over the top. But maybe that, maybe again, like we talked about with the Ravens, that sometimes teams can kind of coalesce around a late winner. Uh, sometimes teams can coalesce if they feel that there has been a slight against them and, and there's been an overreaction. Maybe that's something that the Raiders can kind of coalesce around. That will be interesting to, to see. But nobody is going to enjoy trying to stop Josh Jacobs uh, with the form he's in. Contract year also. Brian, what did you think of the Raiders' defense yesterday? Max Crosby had a decent day in terms of tackles. Uh, Harmon had, had an interception on the day. The thing for me with the wide receiver core is they're not getting enough out of Renfro and Hollins. They need to try and they need to try and justify that because okay, you can give us Devontae Adams as many times as you want, but he had 95 yards yesterday. Eventually, in games when you're not playing the Texans, that's going to become an issue. But look, the Texans held in there. Uh, I remain to be convinced on this Raiders team overall but if we're going to call the Chargers spoofers maybe I can go halfway towards calling Derek Carr a spoofer um, time will tell we're, we're, we're only 7 weeks in baby and we'll, we'll see what happens Oh, also also, did you know that Vegas is only 274 miles from Glendale Arizona I knew that yeah I, knew that. I didn't know that I do now, yeah. now. I just and, and I'm going to leave that with you and we'll and we'll, we'll talk know, about just, that in I late January we were, we were holding that one for the following year when the Super Bowl's in Vegas nah yeah. nah we'll do what they're doing for the World Cup you know, they're, you know they're flying into Abu Dhabi and they're going to Qatar we could do that um, I day, think that could be a good trip, idea day trip to Vegas I okay. know a day trip to Glendale uh, and then 
Okay. Anyway, I don't think people want to be hearing about our itinerary. We'll uh, we'll move back to the game. It's more interesting than this game, it to be fair. Well, but, I don't okay. know. Like this okay. game was interesting. I actually thought this was actually one of the better games this weekend because you're going into the fourth quarter and it's twenty four twenty, and the Texans have the Texans are, are fairness to the Texans. No matter who they're playing, they'll always do their utmost to stay in the game and be in a position to win the game. And when it gets away from them in the fourth quarter, Davis Mills, like you can see the way the, the game plan is. Like, and it's I'm not going to compare him to Daniel Jones, but it's the type of you don't make any mistakes and allow us to be in a position to win a game come the fourth quarter. But the problem is once they get behind by double digits or he gets prone for a mistake, we saw the interception against the Bears a couple of weeks ago, which led to the field goal that won the game for the Bears. And yesterday, when they were in the game at twenty four twenty, he does the pick six and essentially the game is, is already in. So the 38-20 is not a fair reflection. I thought the Texans, for large parts, played well. But on the flip side for the Raiders, you're talking about the offense. The Raiders need this run game to be really good because that allows them a situation where then they can play complementary offense with Devontae Adams, with Renfro and Waller when he comes back from injury. Because right up to a couple of weeks ago, they weren't getting a run game. Everybody was snuffing out Adams and nothing was happening. But yeah, here they are, as Colm said, highest, second highest points in the division. They had four drives yesterday of 70 yards or more and scored four touchdowns off that. To me, if you have an offense that can go 70 yards four times in a game and score touchdowns, that's good offense. And whether it's Jacobs scoring a touchdown or whether it's um, the wide receiver, does it really matter in the end of the day as long as they're getting the points? That, to me, was efficient. Carr, top paid really well yesterday. And Jacobs was a free agent after the season. I imagine he, if you do, don't sign him up, he'll be the one everybody will be going after come come March when there's a glitter of teams looking for a new running back. Um, he, for a guy that was playing in the, the preseason game, in the, the Hall of Fame game, and they only gave him, they gave him a handful of snaps and, he, and they continued that throughout the preseason because there was a converse, there was a conversation or a narrative that he wouldn't be very involved this year. He's rebounding, he's proven a point to that Raiders team. Big win for the Raiders to go to the Saints next Sunday in. Where the Saints are now, I think the Rangers, the Rangers, the Rangers fans will fancy their chances of going to train four. Let's see what happens. Uh, one thing I will say is they've they've put is it the Texans play the Eagles next week? Yes, yeah. uh, and they've scheduled one of the games for the World Series. It must be the week after. Well done, the like, whoever puts these schedules together. Fair, fair play. And I know that we're all going for the Phillies to win the World Series especially Brian here big big Phillies well, fan so. I think you'll find I'll be cheering on Houston thanks very here, much what, here Colin what a year for Philly eh? Jesus uh, right here we've got one more game to look at I, I'm, I'm so tempted to make the commissioner's decision here to not to talk about something else but uh, we haven't talked about this team much actually and I have to give it to him Colin I think it's fair to say for three, seven weeks of the season that uh, Brian Dable is the standout candidate for coach of the year uh, that'll be, there's, there's no doubt not at the minute unless somebody makes some sort of ridiculous end of the season uh, maybe the Broncos if they want to fire somebody this weekend that would be nice um, and bring somebody in but very you know in, in second place behind Abel at the minute has to be Mike Vrabel uh, his Salt Bay gif yesterday was was magic and uh, proved me wrong I at one point yesterday I thought the Colts were going to take control of the game but Titans took control of the game at the end uh, Henry got enough efficiency on the runs and they win 19 to 10 against the Colts team which is now benching Matt Ryan which apparently came out at the start for an apparent shoulder injury because this boy here tweeted about it got massive abuse from three people thank you to everyone watching that heard that or seen that uh, so I then deleted the tweet and within three minutes um it was then announced that he's sort of out for the season and they're going to put him as a backup for the rest of the season. Matt Ryan has been awful this season. But to bench him 
after everything? It's week seven. Really? What are they doing? I mean, do, do you agree with that? I, I do. I, 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 like, I think there's a, a, the Colts are a mess. They're an absolute mess. They're a train wreck. And, but I, I think Matt Ryan has, he's just looks so old and he's behind a line who, the, that line, you know, that fully fit line is the most highly paid in the entire league and it has been awful. But Matt Ryan is completely immobile. He cannot move. So when anyone gets through the line, he is he's just stood there. And he the amount of punishment that he has taken. Now it's very interesting because up up to and including last night after the game, most cold beat writers said, no, 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 it's not a problem with uh, Matty Ice. Problems are elsewhere. Don't we're we're not even going to discuss moving on um, from Matt Ryan. Well, twenty four hours later, and by all accounts, at the owner's um, behest, it has it has happened. Look, I think reality is um, there will be massive changes in Indianapolis at the end of the season. I think they will probably be in the market for a new head coach and uh, a new certainly a new QB. Whether the GM remains in situ or not, he probably will because he has quite a, a good relationship with the owner. Um, and we talked to him; he he's a smart guy. But the marriage between, I suppose, his vision around team building and the head coach, it just hasn't worked there. And I would I would agree on in terms of where you're saying one two. I think Nick Sirianni is three, but I would say I think Vrabel and Dable are cut from similar cloths. I think what they look to do is ensure their teams maximize um their ability, their potential, and they make as few mistakes as possible and therefore they can capitalize. Essentially don't don't give the game away. Remain tight and capitalize on in, any mistakes. I think you see that in both of those, and look, the Titans are, are doing that. We we all thought it would be the the Colts here. Evidently, that is not the case. Brian, hell of a year for quarterbacks: Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan. Uh, there's still time for for Carson and for Russell to turn it around if they can find a way to start a game. But it looks if Matt Ryan's done, uh, and that's a decision. I know Colm's touching on there, but. GM has to go there as well. That's that's a shocking decision to bring him. I, I, I would probably just disagree with Carl slightly there. I think it's a clean house situation completely. I know that sometimes the relationship just runs its course, and the better thing to do is just move on, have a fresh start. I read something last week, and I can't recall the five teams, but there was five teams starting with a new quarterback this season. Um, we can name them off top for hand very quickly here. Anyway, the Colts, the Broncos, uh, Washington, and I can't recall the other ones, but all five teams were struggling. Struggling with a new quarterback. There was no team that hit the ground running with their new quarterback, which is unusual because you usually find one goes in immediately and has a huge upward turn, and we haven't seen it this season. I was slightly surprised with Matt Ryan because I felt Matt Ryan played really well last week. So I just felt it was like to, for a week a week on where, yes, he's had a really bad game and the numbers are terrible. Like 10 drives, 5 punts, 4 turnovers. Like They didn't score any points in the first half against the Titans when they played at home. They didn't score any points in the first half yesterday against the Titans. Well, the right was on the wall. Maybe I just didn't see it coming. I thought they would have left it for a few more weeks. But this owner, in fairness, that we saw it last year at the end of the season, came out immediately after that Jacksonville loss in week 17, week 18, sorry, and said, uh, you know, Wentz is done. And he seems to be calling the shots, you know, and maybe Frank Reich recognises he has to make the change, otherwise his job is gone. He's his last 
throw it at dice here. For the Titans, yeah, you're right. Like this Titans offense yesterday wasn't even that good. That's the thing. They only had 250 yards of total, total yards. And I was looking back at all the games they played this season. And four, four or five of these games are wins. This, um, the, the Bills game isn't a win, obviously. They, they only put up 107 yards offense. And they put 252 up against the Raiders. Um, fair enough. I'll give them that. Colts 116 yards. Washington 136 yards. Colts again yesterday. Strangely enough, the exact same number, 116 yards. They're not setting the world alight, but you have to find the ways to win. And as you said, it's down to coaching, efficient coaching, situational football, and it's down to continue to do that. It'd be interesting to see now when they go up against the Chiefs in two weeks on Sunday Night Football, how they can live with a team like the Chiefs. So, but again, I'm sure Fremo will have a plan and find a way to at least remain competitive. So it looks like the division is there for them, but who knows, the Colts could have a, an upward turn with this quarterback. The Texans are not going to be in the running, and the Jags are falling off the cliff quickly with four losses in a row. Okay, um, let's go quick fire, because I am fading more than Keno and Saipan, lads. I'll openly admit it. I'm wrecked. Um, okay, I, Colin, I'm just going to take over this one. I'm going to get the Broncos, because I don't want to put you in that position this week where they're coming over and we don't want to get in trouble, so I'll get in trouble. Hackett's losing his job on Sunday and the Jags are going to completely destroy them on Sunday. From what I've seen against the Giants yesterday, the Jags just need a few players to go right and they'll make it work. They'll put up 30 on Sunday and we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm still going to pick the Broncos for the crack, but I am going to openly say on this broadcast, I do believe, I feel that Nathaniel Hackett will lose his job. And the only other thing I'll say about that game is Jets defense looks great. Has anybody seen the kid on TikTok for the Jets that eats the ice cream whenever they win? Really, really I'll, I'll try and find it really really cute kid he's become like a viral sensation I think he's called Joey uh, anyway I when Colin talks about the Cowboys in a second I'll find it and put it on the screen but uh, really really cute kid fair play to the Jets fair play to Sauce Gardner and the only thing I'll say about the Broncos is that, that play at the end of the game was an absolute disgrace like Colin we know a guy that's travelled from Australia for that I mean sweet Jesus and Nazareth and that's all I'm going to say I, I believe the last time he came in London uh, McDaniels didn't get on the plane or he was fired uh, they have a bye week the week after they are not surviving he is not surviving that and yesterday proved one thing Russell Wilson is not the problem Colin that Dallas defence looks legit and I guess people are asking what the second best team in the NFC is uh, will we say I, will, I think it will be fascinating and look Hackett is certainly on the hot seat but if he is fired if the Broncos were to lose and if he was fired he would become the uh, quickest uh, head, rookie head coach fired since 1977 George Allen uh, was fired two games in to his rookie season uh, it would be quite something it, it could certainly happen and we will see. I have my doubts. I think they will leave him in situ because I don't think there is anyone there to take over. But I think it is a situation of one and done and the Broncos have all sorts of issues. And yeah, moving on to a team that certainly have, are, are, have I suppose, net uh, offensive some offensive struggles but not not nearly to the the level of the the broncos but their defense is absolutely outstanding the cowboys i think dak was talking about he handpicked this game it took a long time for the cowboys to get going they really struggled at times but micah parsons and that defense are serious business um for the the lions they 
the feel good factor is God. The the Dan Campbell last season and everything that came out of hard knocks, it's really into a situation they have to start winning games. If if he is to, there's another coach who you know if he is to to remain in in situ, um, because they are struggling big time. But this Cowboys defense, if they can make it to the the playoffs. They, nobody, nobody is going to want to, to go up against these guys in, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think it'll be a Jerry's world, given that uh, where they're at. But even on the road, um, nobody's going to want to have to face Michael Parsons. Though some of those plays yesterday where he d- doesn't get it, but he chases the, the guy down and he catches up. I mean, that's just the type of motor that he has. It's ridiculous. Brian, two things. I know you're going to talk about the Dolphins quick fire here. Uh, Cowboys Giants Thanksgiving I propose that we meet in all of us meet in Dublin or Belfast for that game that's a hell of a game I'm actually do you know what we're, we're making this a thing Belfast Hotel Thursday night we'll do it in that NFL pub uh, do you think Hackett will be fired and then talk about the Dolphins go for it I didn't think Hackett would be fired but as the weeks start progressing I'm I'm not Oh, it's God, it's a tough one, isn't it? If they were to lose this week and the bye week coming up, it makes sense uh, that they would show him the door. Um, I saw someone on Twitter today saying he's the worst hire in the NFL since Urban Moore. <laughs> I would say it's the worst situation in terms of somebody getting fired since Phil Hogan two years ago. It's it's not good. But look, they could win this weekend. Like The, the, the NFL has a strange way of finding... Um, just before we get on to Dublin, you're talking about... I saw that the ice cream was trending, actually, on Twitter. That people are and, his, and his name is Johnny. And you know what? He comes on every week and he eats his ice cream and he talks about the performance and he called the Broncos a bunch of losers yesterday. So thank exactly. you for that, Johnny. And I, ta- and I assumed uh, that we'd all be having an ice cream tonight, so I brought me a box of brunches. Oh, you? Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm away. <laughs> Um, look, um, I'm glad I gave you a laugh because there was nothing to laugh about on Sunday Night Football. Michael, it, was, it wasn't the best of games. Um, there wasn't a did scorings. you watch it? Of course I did, yeah. Ah, oh, here. Yeah, I, had to, I told you I wanted to see this, this celebration of the Dolphins in the 72 team. No, um, look, let's be fair, I didn't watch the second half. And I'm glad I didn't because there was no scores in the second half. What I did take from the game this morning, watching it back, was, again, it was a strange one because McDaniels uh, turned down points to essentially put the game away with, it, with, an, op- with an opportunity to kick a field goal to go 19-10 up. He refused to win for on fourth down. Bear in mind the situation with the quarterback and stuff, you think he'd be securing himself of points to make it a little bit more comfortable he didn't and in the end it nearly cost him because Kenny Pickett and the guys drove down and the Steelers drove down potentially to win the game didn't materialise he had a, a night with interceptions I wasn't really an hour about the Dolphins performance but they'll be glad to have got the win and bear in mind they just lost three um, it was one they needed to get over the line it wasn't the greatest Sunday night football I think they'll be glad to see that that, that game is coming gone whenever I was in LAX in February I bought sleeping pills Six, pa- six packs of them to do me throughout the year for certain situations uh, and I took one last night before Sunday Night Football got in the bed and then was asked to go on the radio <laughs> so if you want to have a laugh listen back to that because I'm slurring my words obviously please be responsible folks that's why I didn't watch Sunday Night Football and frankly I didn't need a sleeping tablet because it would have put me to sleep and one thing that will put me to sleep tonight is the Chicago Bears uh, who are two the Bears are two and four Sweet. The Bears My win God. tonight, they're tied with the Packers. <laughs> Going up against uh, 
the Patriots. Can I just say and this is this is great because Mark can't argue back and be like because all Mark's done. I've watched the last two three months. All Mark does whenever you say something that makes sense to him, he comes back with a thing about the Broncos and it's like, come on, mate. So I'll say it now. If the Patriots start Mac Jones tonight, they're making a mistake. Keep it zappy. If you're zappy and you know it, clap your hands. Uh, I don't need to talk about this game. The the Patriots are winning this game by at least seven and a half points. I think the handicap is at eight and a half, Brian. Uh, I'm taking it all day long gamble responsibly big billy belichick i think makes a is it a record or something tonight calm that we should probably talk about say this game will be over by the half and the bears are going to two and five and i'm sorry to the bears fans watching this broadcast at the minute because there's 18 people watching on youtube right now so if you're a bears fan please don't unsubscribe i'll just leave the show and not come back instead calm who have you got the bill belichick loves going up against um and and fields isn't a rookie but he's not a you know he's not a vet quarterback and that's what Belichick generally specializes in is putting uh, qbs under pressure i think that this will be mac jones coming back in and i think in fairness to mac jones the patriots offensive experiment is beginning to bear fruit i think when they came when jones started the season they had patricia and joe judge there they didn't really know i think they were kind of fighting it out i think they have under zappy gone to a system that suits them a lot better i am interested to see when jones comes back in how he operates and that will be a a fair comparison then I mean, if Mac Jones comes in, right, and he's playing in this new um, Patriots offense, which is much similar to what he ran last year, and he still, you know, looks bad in comparison to Sappy, and it's against the Bears, I think, you know, then you can legitimately ask questions. But I think um, what he came into at the start of the season um, was, uh, you know, not not the situation he would have wanted to find himself in. Some of the stories that have come out of New England in the past couple of weeks have been really interesting that the feeling that he needed to be humbled and taken down a peg and that maybe he feels a little chastened and so let's let's see how that plays out i am not expecting fireworks in this one but i am expecting a patriots victory i think it's important that mac jones does play tonight um because next sunday and not to look too far ahead and to probably be doing a disservice to the bears but the reality is the Patriots should win this game. Bear in mind how well they played over the past two weeks. They beat the Lions two weeks ago, shut them out, and then obviously last weekend going and went to Cleveland really strong. Their offense seems to be coming together, and there's a lot of rookie players making huge contributions. I struggle to see how this Bears defense can hold down Stevenson, and, and Harris is going to return tonight, so they might lean on the run game, which they've been doing heavily throughout the course of the season. And then this is a nice comfortable game for Mac Jones to get back into it, because this weekend it's Jets-Patriots. And right now you've got a team five and two going, aiming to go six and two. And if the Patriots were to win tonight and be four and three, and they were to knock off the Jets this weekend, they'll both be five and three. It's a huge game this weekend, so it's why it's important the Patriots come out have a really strong performance with Mac Jones there, and get themselves ready for a big game on Sunday. Um, Mac Jones is the quarterback of this weekend. Is that, in that game in New Jersey or in or in it's Gillette? a MetLife, yeah. Um, and we can go on about the. The zappy factor, and I know there's a conversation about Belichick, you know, will turn to the quarterback he feels is given the best opportunity, but like this guy was only drafted in the first round last year. They're not going to step away from him right now. It's not like where Bledsoe was there for quite a few years and other quarterbacks in other scenarios where they've had to, uh, I suppose, accept that someone else is coming in to take the reins. He's only second year in the league. 
there's still a lot of time for this quarterback. So for me, Mac Jones, I think Mac Jones, is, I think it's confirmed Mac Jones is going to play tonight. Maybe I'm wrong, but I still expect, bearing in mind the game itself, taking away from all the other conversations around Sunday's game and how big that one is, I can't see how the Bears can do much against this Patriots defence, which by and large has been quite good this season. Patriots to win and that eight and a half, Michael, not to get into a betting world, but it, it, it looks very tempting. I was actually trying to find the handicap for that Jets game on Sunday because the Jets be, surely opened up as favourites for the first time against the Patriots in a long, long time. And one thing that I will say, and we've got a betting podcast coming out this week, the Packers are, is it minus 10 and a half or 10 and a half underdogs against the Bills? I, I, this is the thing, I, I have a flight on Sunday morning at half six, so I have to watch Sunday Night Football and then come home without sleeping, which is, is awful. It's just, it's, it's an awful life to have. Uh, big shout out to everyone who's watched tonight's broadcast. Uh, shout out to Jer saying go Jets sorry but last night lads I'm not sure what that means Jared but you're a good lad and ev- everyone said I was down in the Jets sure. I'm not sure I sure is uh he's a he's a Jets fan so I think that's uh that's where that's uh, coming from and there's a lot of I suppose oh, um there's, there's some <laughs> comments in there there was a bit of a discussion I had asked in terms of the Jets trading for a running back but obviously they've now lost um one of their top O-line guys as well um, just a season of incredible injuries that we are are seeing, and I I think it'll be interesting to see what the Jets do. I would expect them to go out and probably make a trade. Um, there there are a few um, running backs out there who are on the block, and obviously we've got a week to go until the trade deadline. Big Keith thought I was down on the Dolphins last week. I'm not. I think the Dolphins are good. I think on their day, they've got the best offense in football because nobody can guard their wide receiver core. And let's see what happens. Uh, probably the worst game for two McDaniel. Yeah, let, 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 let's see what happens. They still, they still got the win, albeit against, and we haven't said his word all night. It seems that, it seems that we're avoiding it. Kenny, pick, pick. Pickety, pickety, pick, pick. Let's see what happens. Uh, that's us, yeah. Yeah, that's us. That's us until until Wednesday. We have a um a couple of guests on Wednesday show as we build up to week eight. Week ocho. Keep your lip. Have a good night. Thanks for subscribing. Thank Thanks you. for listening to the podcast. Appreciate you. Have a good one, lads. Good luck. Enjoy Monday night football. <laughs>